Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of our Off-Road Rhetorics series here on Whiskey Throttle Media. I'm your host, Brent Bowser. Before we jump into the podcast, I wanted to give a shout out to Beta USA for coming on board and sponsoring our podcast. They're a big supporter of Whiskey Throttle Media. They have lots of cool bikes out there from two-stroke, four-stroke. They're coming out with that new 450 four-stroke that you'll see Benny Bloss and Colt Nichols is racing on in Supercross in 2024. So if you haven't checked them out, go on to betausa.com. You can see the models they have available, and you can find a dealer near you. I'm here today with three bros, Hatch Racing, Husqvarna's Kai Aiello. Hey, what's up, Kai? How are you, man? How's it going, man? Thank you for having me on. Excited to be here. Yeah. I appreciate it. And we were talking before we hit record, trying to pronounce your last name isn't the easiest, so I did my <laughs> gave it my best shot. <laughs> hey, you, you killed it that time. That was perfect. <laughs> hey, man. So for those who aren't familiar with who you are, just give a little background on yourself. You know, how old you are, where you're from, things that people wouldn't know about you. Yeah, I'm 22 years old. I'm from Temecula, California, which is obviously a a hot spot if you if you want to race moto. And um, yeah, just just grew up racing motocross. Now I'm in the off road world, and and that's kind of how our two worlds came together. Obviously, you're you're running this off road podcast, so yeah, here we are now, and uh, about almost done with the off road season already. So a couple of rounds to go there, and kind of on a summer break right now, just riding lots and, and yeah, talking to you. Cool. So you grew up in Temecula. Are you still based out of there? I am. Yeah. Yep. Full, full time living in Temecula and, uh, just riding all the, the local spots and training out of Temecula. Yeah. Everything's, everything's out of here. That's cool. And growing up down there, did you go to homeschool? Did you go to public school? What was schooling like for you? No, I, uh, yeah, I fully, fully went the public school route. That was a, a big priority for myself. And my parents obviously wanted that for me. And we kind of all agreed, like going to public school is very important. I wanted, I wanted that experience and, and to set myself up better for the future. Um, yeah, I went, I finished high school and actually applied to colleges and all that stuff and got accepted into a lot of schools that I applied for UCSD, USD, and I was going to go into mechanical engineering. I graduated third in my class. So I took all my AP classes and college classes while I was in high school and was going to go that route. And then decided that was right around the time I was turning pro. So kind of decided to put that on hold and, and focus on the moto thing for a while and see what I can make of it. Yeah, that's cool. And that's, that's cool. You graduated top of your class and had those offers, those schools, you know, that's not not very common, I would think, for you know a kid that was really good at riding motos- motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It was it was definitely a big focus and and a lot of effort went into balancing those things, you know. But I had very supportive family, obviously, and then also with my school. Yeah, I was missing quite a bit of time, but I was getting A's, you know. So it was like it was hard for them, I think, to be too upset about it as long as yeah. I was staying on top of my work was the biggest thing. During school, were you ever into any other sports or were you just strictly a moto kid? Um, no, I was just moto. Yeah, I'd go to moto after school. Looking back, I actually wish I did like, I wish I played on like the golf team or something like that because I'm big into golf now. But no, it was just moto, man. Anything wheels, really. I was riding a lot of bikes and, and racing moto, obviously. I didn't start taking moto super seriously as far as like amateur nationals go until I was probably 13 or 14. And even then our family just kind of focused on the more local ones like mammoth and 
and some of the West Coast California ones. I went to Loretta's twice, but uh, yeah, it was just kind of around that point, like freshman year of high school that I kind of got into racing more and then, or took it more seriously. And then, yeah. And then it was funny timing because right when I was graduating high school is when I was making that transition to the professional rank. So growing up in Temecula, like you mentioned, you weren't into other, any other sports growing up down there, you were just surrounded by like the Moda Mecca, right? So it's probably really easy just to get stuck into that side of things because you're around all the tracks and everybody down there is riding. So I can see why, you know, that's why a lot of people down there do. Yeah, no, honestly, it's great being in Temecula just because you can follow, follow all the guys and their schedules and, and really like for a while, I mean, once I graduated school, I was kind of on the same schedule as all the guys. Like we'd see each other at all the tracks. It was, you know, Tuesday, Paula, Wednesday, Mm -hmm. for me, it was Kawia, And then Thursday, Glen Helen, like everyone's kind of doing the same thing. So it allows you to progress really quickly, even like not being at a private training facility or anything like that. You still kind of get that same vibe because everyone's together riding. Yeah. And it's funny how it's still going like that because I lived in Temecula in 2006 and uh, it was like that back then it was, but back then it was Tuesday comp edge, Wednesday, Paris, Thursday, Glen Helen. And, and all the guys were following that same, we'd see the same guys every day at the different tracks. So <laughs> that's, that's cool that it, that's still kind of going on, but obviously different tracks, a lot of those tracks, my like comp edge doesn't exist anymore, but it's cool that it's still going the same way it was back then. Yeah, no, for sure. It's cool. I mean, apart from like a couple of the teams now, like star have their own facility, obviously in Florida, but for a while it was like, it was all the same guys and, and it was cool because the tracks would get rough and you'd have a good group to ride with. Yeah, definitely. So looking back, you know, like you mentioned, you grew up racing moto your whole life and, and now you switched to off-road, but you, like you mentioned, you went to Loretta's twice, I think it was 2016, 2017. Um, you even raced the Supercross Futures at the Monster Cup in 2015. What was it like? You just growing up and you just progressed and like you said, you didn't really start taking it serious until you were in high school, but when did you think that this is something that I wanted to do and you were actually good enough to do it? Honestly, my whole life, I'm, when I was little, I just fell in love. Obviously, when I was three years old, like that first bike, everyone kind of has that same experience. Like I just got, I got the bug and, and watching Supercross since I was little, I'd memorize everyone's numbers and just, mm-hmm. I was the biggest fan of the sport ever since I got my first bike. And then growing up, I think, the priority for for my family was just to keep it fun and and I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves really young and that was a big priority of ours was like go to school be a kid race and train take it seriously but not like there were no expectations for my family I was the one that was putting the pressure on myself to do well and yeah I mean growing up obviously racing moto was like I think the obvious route so I grew up doing all that stuff and then um, turned pro, raced a couple outdoor nationals, and then off-road wasn't even really a thought. I, I'd seen some off-road guys, and I was like, oh, maybe one day maybe one day when I'm old, uh, I'll like re- retire from moto and do off-road. Right. I was so fixated on the, on the mm-hmm. motocross, supercross route, but it's cool to see like a whole nother world is out there now. Yeah, and I think, especially for us that grew up racing moto, you know of off-road, but you don't really, you're not really paying attention because you're so focused on supercross and motocross and if you're going to get to that level. And so that's really your primary primary focus, right? So it's uh, it's cool to make you see you make that switch, but looks like you made your, you made your pro debut uh, in 2019 and in the outdoors. Was that something like, were you guys planning on that or did that just come up and you're like, oh, we got to go for it? Like, what was the deciding factor that you made you turn pro and race the outdoors in 2019? 
Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think it was just I was at that age where I'd raced a couple A A class events on the on the amateur level and had done pretty well locally and and that was just I mean, that was just my dream, right? Was to go race race the outdoors. So I got my license and kind of just took off from there. I raced Hangtown. That was my very first pro national and qualified right in. I think I went 31, 31 in the motos, but to me, like that was a huge success, just making it in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. fast forward to this year. Now I got my first national points going 2020. So made some progress there. And yeah, I mean, at the same time as making that transition to racing pro outdoors, I was also finishing up my supercross license and kind of, kind of following the path that, that most people do apart from traveling super far to do it i'd say we mostly stayed like california arizona all the all the local rounds we could do and and just made made do with what we had yeah you did the outdoors for a couple years uh you know you did 2018 you did one in 2020 21 22 and i know you jumped in and we'll talk about this year's but and then you raced the supercross futures at the monster cup in 2019 that had to have been pretty cool right did you have much supercross experience was that pretty eye-opening or what how was that Oh, it was awesome. I, uh, yeah, that was in the, the amateur all-stars class they had at the time. And I was riding super cross to prep for that. I qualified in through the futures program. And uh, so I was riding, I was riding just kind of public super cross tracks preparing. And then I actually, a month before that raced, I was invited to race straight rhythm. I rode for Mike Sleer and PNG at the time. And and that was a really cool experience. Obviously not a full on supercross event, but straight rhythm was an awesome so thing cool, to be yeah. a part of. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks later went and raced Monster Cup, which was it was sick. There the lights mm-hmm. and in, in, in Las Vegas. I think I was racing like Jalik Swole and Jet Lawrence were the guys at the time in the amateur all stars class going through the ranks. And and yeah, that was kind of my last supercross race as an amateur. Did you do any supercross races, Anaheim or anything like that on the West Coast? I didn't know. So <laughs> everything happened really quickly now looking back at it. But around <laughs> that same time was when the, the off-road stuff started popping up. But yeah, I was, I've was i put that on hold for now. I finished my license and I still have that. And it's still a big goal of mine to go race Supercross one day. I, I plan on doing it. I just don't know when the timing will be right. But yeah, that was around the same time the off-road opportunities were popping up. And I kind of always valued myself as being an all-around type of rider i i kind of jumped around i'd do whatever i'd I'd race moto i'd race mountain bikes i'd race supercross and then off-road popped up and it seemed natural like why not go give it a try you know so that's what i did yeah that's cool and it's nice to be well-rounded like that how was it you know riding outdoors pretty much your whole life growing up as a kid you know and then riding supercross was it something was it hard to learn for those of us who never had that opportunity? How was it just trying to learn how to ride supercross? Uh, personally, I really enjoyed it other than the whoops. <laughs> anyone, that, <laughs> anyone that watched straight rhythm that year knew that I, I had everything pretty dialed and then we'd get to the whoops. I was racing some pretty, some pretty good guys at the time and, and I'd have them covered or be right with them. And then we'd get to the whoops and I'd just struggle. But that was honestly just lack of experience there mm-hmm. and lack of confidence. But as far as the timing goes and, and things like that, it was it was cool to learn. And I also think that, yeah, I think I was pretty natural at it, to be honest. It came pretty easy to me. I'm obviously aware that racing supercross is a lot different than riding supercross. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people probably misunderstand that, you know, <laughs> I think yeah, it's, sure. it's two different animals, but 
from the experience that I had in it, I really enjoyed it. And I could picture myself doing pretty well in it when I decide to go back to that. Yeah, that's cool. And it does, you know, from the stands, you look down and you're like, oh, that doesn't look too bad. But just getting down on the track and seeing the transitions, then also thinking about doing all those rhythms next to somebody else on the track while you're racing. It's just got to be totally different than riding an outdoor track with alongside next a couple guys. Yeah, absolutely. I got the taste of it at the Monster Cup with a bunch of crazy A and B <laughs> amateur kids that just were out for blood. And I think yeah. we had like a five lap race. So it's just absolute chaos. But yeah, it's it's definitely a trip. How was it racing in the outdoors coming in? Your first couple of races, you, you made it in, you said, and that's a pretty big goal just to make it in the fast 40. Was it pretty gnarly? There's probably 80 guys trying to qualify. You have 40 guys in the motos. But the intensity of qualifying and in, in the first 10 minutes of the race, it had to have been pretty eye-opening when you got there and experienced it for the first time. It was for sure. I think also because I didn't grow up racing all of like the typical amateur nationals really. So like making that debut as a pro was definitely pretty eye-opening. I think I was so in awe and honestly just so happy to be there at the first mm -hmm. round. I probably rode so terrible because I was just so overwhelmed with all of the emotions <laughs> that went with it and all the work that it, it took to get to that point you know so that first year of doing it doing the local races was it was just surreal and honestly like I, I had no expectations other than I, I had confidence in myself and and I knew my speed would be good enough to get me in and then from that point just getting the experience and learning but um, it was pretty crazy just because growing up, you know, you, you watch all those guys on TV and then, and, and then all of a sudden you're one of them and then you're expected to go out there and, and race against them and not just, uh, not just watch them. So it was cool though. I obviously that's something I'll never forget. Yeah, definitely. Not many people can say they qualified for a pro national, let alone make it to a pro national, let alone qualify into the races. And it has to be, like you said, pretty surreal lining up or even in practice and you see the names on the back of the jerseys and, and you're one of the guys out there that had to have been the sort of surreal feeling it was yeah especially that first year and and then now i'm sure we'll talk about it later but now it's a bit different ball game i, I have that confidence and now it's like all right it's time to start beating some of these guys and <laughs> and and make it happen i'm not so much in awe anymore of the whole process i know i belong there and and now when i go to those things it's like time to do work yeah definitely so you made the switch to off-road from racing moto your whole life. What what came up and what made you go that route into off-road from, you know, racing your typical motocross and supercross growing up? I was racing motocross and Timmy Wygant kind of reached out to me. I think he was following my my moto racing and we were cycling a bunch at the time together. And he was the Husqvarna off-road race manager at the time. And he kind of kind of talked me into going out to Glen Helen, which is obviously local to me and, mm -hmm. and giving it a shot. And I did pretty well there. I forget what my exact results were, but it was a works race and Glen Helen was familiar to me. So that was obviously helpful. And I had a pretty good race and I, I, I enjoyed it for the most part, but also like at the end of that race, I remember thinking like, I'll probably never do that again. Honestly, was my <laughs> thought. I was like, I was like, I don't know that that's, that's for me. There were a lot mm -hmm. of like wet rocks and stuff that I just, never really seen before and obviously being a racer i wanted to win and i didn't win i think i had that expectation of like oh it's just an off-road race like i i go wax these guys mm -hmm. and uh i gained a lot of respect obviously i still have a lot of respect for 
all the guys that are out there racing off road, it's, it's a whole different world and, and everyone's really good at what they do. So, um, that was my first taste of it though at, at Glen Helen. Yeah. And that's cool that you did Glen Helen. I feel like I've done a few races down there works in the NGPC races down there and they have a pretty cool track layout. And I mean, it's just an awesome event. They, you know, they run the REM track with it and you're going along the hillsides and it's a fun track. Like you said, the first time I did an off-road race, I was strictly moto and I thought the same thing. I'm like, dude, I don't know how to go over rocks or logs or, <laughs> or any of this stuff. And so I was curious for you coming from moto, did it take a while to learn that type of riding or does that something you adapted to pretty quickly? Um, yeah, it's always a work in progress. Honestly, that's one of the things that I think is really cool about racing off-road is you have to be a versatile r- racer to, to succeed, especially at the pro level. If you want to win, like you kind of have to be ready for everything. And so I think that was, that was introduced to me at, at that first race. And then once I signed on to my first year racing off-road, I, I put a lot more focus on some more technical riding and, and learning how to ride rocks and even K rails and stuff like that. Just, just some wild stuff that I never really pictured myself doing, <laughs> but looking back now, it's like, it's, it's made myself such a better rider all around and, and learning those things has only helped me. So it's, it's cool. And I can see too, how when you come in, you're probably not familiar with a lot of the guys racing off-road and you're, you know, you've qualified for nationals. So you probably come in thinking, oh, these are just off-road kind of guys, but then you get there and those guys go really fast, especially in the, the class that you're racing pro two, those guys are no joke. It's even though some of them may have never ridden a pro national, they still know how to ride that off-road stuff. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, ton of respect. And I noticed my first year, like we'd go to more moto style tracks and it, it came easier to me. I'd be mm-hmm. top three easier. And then we'd go to somewhere like 29 Palms or <laughs> Prim, which is just wide open, dusty, rocky. And uh, it's just a different world, man. Like I, I learned things really quickly and, and rode the ups and downs of, of learning off-road. Uh, it's just... It's crazy, really. You're you're kind of introduced to something new every weekend and and learning how to ride different types of stuff. Definitely. And so you did that and you got picked up by Timmy for the Husqvarna ride. When did you start racing off-road full-time? Did that after that first race, did it kind of spring you into doing it full-time? Yeah. So 2023 now is year three of doing it full-time. I'm halfway through year three of doing NGPC and works full-time. And uh, I've been riding for, as a Husqvarna support rider ever since. And yeah, that's just kind of been the the progression after that first race. I think I did some more moto stuff and then really focused on preparing for the full series that following year. That's cool. And you know, you've had really good results over the past couple of years. You've been riding the works in NGPC series. Have you enjoyed it so far? You're sitting in fourth in points in both series this year. You've had a couple of seconds in both series. They're pretty similar. What do you enjoy one or the other any more than the other one? Or is it all, are those both series pretty similar? They're, they are pretty similar. The top guys that, that do the whole series, we all do both of the works and the NGPC. But as far as one over the other, I think I think they're both pretty similar. Both have some pretty cool venues that we go to and also some some not so cool venues, I'd say. But but for the most part, it's they're pretty similar. This year for me has been a bit up and down, which is why I'm fourth in points. I've had some some pretty solid results and then some 
just some strange things happen and some bad luck and, and some not so good results. So it's been kind of up and down, but still enjoying it and looking to finish the year off strong. Yeah, that's cool. And you have a teammate, Colt Neck, and he raced some outdoors. He raced the outdoor at Washougal this year too. So you guys both dabbled your feet in some outdoors this year too. So it's cool to see that you guys are still keeping those options open, but also focusing on off-road. Yeah. Off-road is, has been my focus obviously since I signed on to Husqvarna. But the cool thing is with the, with the off-road series, having that summer break, it allows me to to venture into new opportunities and, and keep those moto roots alive and, and still push, push for those goals. I, I still have a lot of goals set for myself in, in that world too. So that's really cool. I think off-road and moto go hand in hand quite well. And I'm allowed to have like a, a really good base built up as far as fitness goes and, and bike time goes and skill set, variety of terrain, all those things. And then when, when the nationals roll around, I, switch the focus to the speed a little bit and and that's pretty much good you know I, I make some bike changes but for the most part they cross over pretty well obviously there's there's some differences I think if I was fully focused on the nationals maybe I could see some improvements and results there but they definitely don't they don't upset one another I think they they definitely go hand in hand yeah did you feel coming in this year when you did the the two nationals at one at Hangtown one at Thunder Valley how did you feel this year in comparison to years previous that you did it? You a lot more prepared just because you've been riding off road and a little bit older. Or how, how did it feel compared to the first couple that you did? Yeah, I I felt more experienced and also just going in um, last year, I scraped right on the edge of that top twenty, and a big goal for myself was to get a uh, top twenty in the two fifty class. So coming into this year, that was kind of my my biggest focus. But yeah, I felt prepared. I I felt like my bike was really good. And uh, yeah, Hangtown was kind of my first taste of it this year. The first one every year that I do is always kind of a bit of a shock to the system as far as just like that raw intensity and then having 40 of the fastest moto guys in the world, you know? So that was a bit of a shock to the system at Hangtown. I had some pretty average results there. And then going into Colorado, the biggest thing I struggled with there was just in qualifying, having that raw speed and then once I was into the motos, it kind of all sorted itself out and I was able to put together good rides. Yeah. Is it different? Just the intensity of getting a qualifying lap with off-road, you guys are sprinting the whole time. So I think sometimes people get that and accept that you guys are out there an hour and a half or two hours pacing yourselves. You guys are sprinting the whole time there too, but it's just, it's just different than trying to sprint on a moto track. I can imagine. Yeah. I think that was just the hardest part for me because I was obviously doing off-road like we don't go out there and just do hot laps at paula or you know moto tracks so it's been it's just been doing longer motos for off-road prep so that was the most difficult part for me was getting that one fast lap in um but then once you're in the motos you can use a lot of the off-road skills to your advantage like you said i mean racing off-road now is the class is so competitive that it's not like you're out there you're you're not out there cruising around a lot of times Mm -hmm. my heart rate will be 200 for two hours you know what i mean it's that the stats are pretty crazy um we're we're pretty much pegged pegged at the limit for as long as the body will last and and then some so it's it's a really good test of the fitness and gives you a lot of good skill sets to use at the nationals yeah and i i think it's cool that we are seeing a lot more of the moto guys come over into off-road you got quite a bit of moto guys over there right now you also have your true off-road guys like Dante and those guys are still there too. But I feel like, and maybe it's just 
open eyes to, to motor riders saying, Hey, you can go to off-road and, you know, ride your dirt bike at a high level. It just seems like maybe now that people are starting to understand that and making that switch uh, more than they used to. Yeah, no, there's a lot of opportunity there. And that was one of the biggest reasons I switched. I was kind of at that age where it's like, the goal was always to, to make a living riding my dirt bike. And, and I was at that age where I, I, I had put school on hold and was ready to ready to make it happen. So um, as soon as I kind of was presented with something where that was an opportunity, I jumped at it. I, I, I didn't really care what I was doing as long as it gave me a chance to make money and, and still be riding dirt bikes. I was happy. You're on summer break right now, which is kind of nice because you guys are out there when it's, you know, 110 degrees in some places. Are you recovering, just kind of trying to get yourself ready for the rest of the year? Or are you just, you know, full steam ahead, trying to get ready for the end of the year? Yeah, I I took a bit of a break. I had a, a lingering back injury that I kind of raced through the nationals with and then uh, took some time off. And now, now I'm actually prepping full steam ahead for six days in Argentina. I was picked uh, picked to go on the junior team. So that's the biggest goal of mine the rest of this year is just putting all my focus into that and hopefully bringing back the gold for, for America. Well, that's cool. That's what's cool about it. It seems like off-road brings you guys a lot more opportunities than let's say Moto would obviously at the 250 class and, you know, you can race overseas races and things like that, but it seems like off-road brings you guys a lot of different opportunities that you may never have had. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, last year I actually went to France as a, as a club rider auntie, the team manager of the the six days team sent me over there to, to get the experience and in hopes that I would be ready to, to go as a junior rider this year to Argentina and, everything's gone to plan so far. So, um, yeah, we're just preparing as much as possible. It's, it's honestly a style of racing that I love just racing against the clock and, uh, having to do all your own bike work throughout the week. Six days was an incredible experience last year. So I've put a lot of effort time and, uh, focus into preparing for this year in Argentina. That's cool. And so, you know, finish off this year, 2023, doing the works in NGPC series. Have you thought about 24? Are you wanting to do the same program, same series? Have you thought about moving back into motocross and supercross or are you, are you just, you're unsure yet? Or do you think that window is closed or are you still wanting to do that too? Uh, I would say long-term that window is definitely still open. Like I said, I have my license, so that's still a big goal of mine. I'll, I'll, my goal is to do that before I uh, move on to other things in life. But right now, I mean, I went into this year fully focused on the off-road championships and that was my priority. Like you said, I, I think I'm fourth right now, pretty close to third in points. Everyone's pretty tight, but time's obviously running out for this year. So I'd say for the rest of this year, my goal is just to, to focus on individual race results and the works in NGPC and then really focus on doing well in Argentina. That's, like I said, a, a really big goal of mine. And as far as 24 goes, I mean, I think it's a little bit up in the air right now, but uh, yeah, just kind of keeping my options open and and just following my passions and following my heart. Yeah, basically, right. You take whatever opportunity you have and, and run with it. That's seems like that's what you've done. And that, that's cool that you had the opportunity to come to off-road and you've kind of excelled at that, learning a totally different riding style. So that's cool that, you know, you're just taking the opportunities that are given. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I've been uh, blessed with some cool opportunities and I, I don't want to ever let them go to waste. I obviously never take a day for granted. And, and yeah, I've been able to get some pretty good results in off-road winning a race last year and being a consistent podium guy in the 250 class. So 
yeah, if, if it's another year of that, I'd, I'd be more than happy to do it. Well, hey, cool, man. I appreciate you coming on and chatting with us today. It's cool to talk to you guys and hear everyone's stories unique and everyone has a, a different background of how they got to where they're at. So I think it's always cool to dive into that and you know understand each individual's story. So before I let you go, though, I wanted to give you an opportunity to give a shout out to the people that make it happen for you. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I'd like to thank Three Bros Hack Tracing, Husqvarna, Fox, X-Brand, FMF, Factory Connection, all of the sponsors associated with the team, Pro Taper, Asterisk, Moto Seat, Surface Sunscreen, W, ETS Fuels, Dr. Toy, my trainer, Jared Becker, everyone that has put time into my program. I really appreciate it. Awesome, man. We'll enjoy you know, the next couple of weeks that you have on your summer break. And I'm sure you'll be back in the swing of it for the rest of the year. And we'll see what's in store for 24. Thank you. I appreciate it.